Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students. And we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. I'm your host today, Will McElroy, and today I'm joined with one of our Shoreline leaders, Ross Ferrans. What's up, Ross? What's up? Ross, how long have you been leading with students? This is my 10th year. 10 years of it, man. 10 years. Come on. You're going to run it back, right? Mm, I'd be 40 yeah, by the time yeah. I'm done, so <laughs> I don't know. I'd be geriatric hey. leader. <laughs> That's awesome. And then uh, our student guest today is Aiden Mills. What's up, Aiden? How's it going? Aiden, where do you go to school? I go to Trinity Christian Academy. TCA, let's go. Where you, Do you know what your plans are for next year? You're a senior. Uh, don't know. NBA okay. draft, maybe. NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a multi-sport athlete. <laughs> he's got MLB, yeah, NFL, all of them. Um, but, okay, well, hey. Today, our topic is going to be how to have a great small group. Like, what what does it take to make a great small group? And the reason um, Aiden and Ross are on here, they weren't just randomly selected. That uh, we, as as a ministry, wanted to talk about this topic. And my first thought was you guys was, uh, man, I feel like, Ross, you and your co-leaders have just built a great culture. Aiden, you and your peers have just man, been invested in that culture and have been showing up. And then all the times I've visited y'all small group or just heard stories about it, I've just been really impressed. One, just by the uh, spiritual maturity that's been happening, but then also just the fun and joy that seems to be being experienced here. And so we wanted to pull you guys aside. And I know there's so many other great small groups and great leaders are doing the same things, but uh, y'all specifically, one, wanted to encourage y'all with that. And then two, just to hear what what encouragement you would have for Aiden, for younger students, or for Ross, for younger leaders of just saying, hey, here are the things we did uh, that helped along the way. And I know there was also things that probably neither of you had control, and it was just the Lord's sovereignty making an awesome thing happen. But uh, Aiden, let's just start with you. I want you to share your pretty much your experience. Like, What year did you start going to small group? Uh, What was it like joining? How did you feel, you know, along the way going from year after year of going to small group. Yep. So uh, I started in sixth grade, the first year you could do it. Yeah. My mom, she signed me up, honestly. It was a a big group thing with most of my friends in the grade. There was a lot of kids. How many do you think there was? We probably got up to 30 at one point. Yeah, it was a lot. Were you in anything beforehand with the boys too or no? No. Okay. Well, we had had like father-son or Mm mother-son like Bible studies and stuff, but we Mm -hmm. hadn't had anything this big and this organized like this. Um, so yeah, I started in sixth grade. It was kind of more of just a fun thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of also due to the maturity of us in yeah. sixth grade, right? We want to spend most of the time just hanging out with our friends. Um, but it was good. Yeah, it was, we would spend the first hour or so back then, like just hanging out, getting to know the leaders, eating food. And then, you know, we dive into the Bible study part of it. And as we got older, the Bible study part kind of lengthened a little and it got deeper too. That's probably, yeah. the, that was the biggest change that's happened over the course of the years. So, um, yeah, it's been a huge spiritual crutch, honestly, Yeah, for me, because, you know, every Wednesday you get kind of lost in the middle of the week and it's busy and then you get to go to small group and you kind of slow down with the kids around you and you kind of refocus on what's actually important, right? And mm-hmm. you're, you're like joined together in a community. You all have the same goals. You're all pursuing the same 
end object, right? Which is to show Christ to the kids in the school around you. So it's been really good. Yeah. Was that, you, you made it seem like there was a, a shift at some point when things got a little deeper. Like I read and lead an eighth grade small group right now and they're awesome. It definitely is kind of like you said, a, a good time, you know, for those, those guys. And we have a fun time. Um, but it sounds like, was there a moment maybe in high school or was it gradually like you guys just shifted into deeper spiritual conversations or was there, would you say like 10th grade, it happened all at once? Yeah. So Ross mainly, cause he's mainly the one who's been doing this. He's, he does a really good job, like setting the expectation for the year. We kind of, we meet at the beginning of the year and he mm -hmm. kind of tells us like, this is what we're going to try to do for the next, you know, five months or so until Christmas break when we have a little break. And then we come back from Christmas break and he says like, okay, this is how it's going to go. And every year he's kind of nudged us towards like, okay, this year we're going to have like students leading a couple this year. We're going to, you know, focus on like backing up our answers with scripture. I remember that was a big part of it. Um, and then group to group too, like as probably around the time we got into high school, you know, if our conversations were kind of shallower, like mm -hmm. we would stop and, you know, the leaders would say like, let's, let's open up a little bit more, you know, let's share deeper. And then we started splitting off into smaller groups too. Because mm -hmm. some people, you know, it's just more comfortable to share to For less sure. people. And so that really kind of like stimulated us in terms of like vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. I think like being comfortable, being uncomfortable during group, because yeah. there are times where we ask questions and there's just a lot of silence and we kind of sit and it's, as a leader, you have to be okay with that silence and okay with the uncomfortable feeling and not wanting just to move on because that's when... You know, you're going to kind of like, even saying, kind of nudging them in the direction of, hey, like we, this is the question I want you to sit with. And mm -hmm. you may not have an answer right now, but at least it's something we can sit with and really think about until we get to an answer. Yeah. Um, but I would also say probably, yeah, for myself, I think like eighth and ninth grade is when we tried to like intentionally as leaders say, okay, now is the time I feel like they're at a point where we can start you know, have them see this group as their own. It's not just something that their parents drive them to on Wednesdays. It's not just something that they come to out of obligation, but we want them to see that they have ownership in this group. And so that meant, you know, sometimes student-led groups, like, hey, you guys are going to lead tonight and giving them the preparation, what you're going to talk about. Um, just having that ownership, I think. Mm -hmm. at, at around probably eighth or ninth grade was kind of our, our thought. Yeah. Okay, so Ross, you, you led a different small group for three years? Yes. So like yeah. I said at the beginning, my 10th year right now, I did three years with a... Uh, Highland Park group. I jumped yeah. in there in 10th grade, you know, 10 years ago and finished them through graduation. And then honestly, at that point, I was kind of like, all right, I might find something else to do. I don't really know. But my co-leader at the time, Forrest, shout out Forrest, he uh, he was like, hey, let's let's run it back. Let's go again. And I was like, you know, he, he really encouraged me to pray through it and think about it. And I was like, all right, like, that, my, my heart kind of got led in that way. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I want to do this. So, you know, Forrest and I jumped in with another leader, Blake Barnes, shout out Blake Barnes. And we were together <laughs> for the first like three years. And then, you know, both of them, you know, moved on to other things and got Grant and Tate, shout out Grant and Tate came in as well. And they've been leading with us since ninth grade, I think, 10th yeah. grade. Yeah. Yep. Um, but for myself, like, I think the, the reason that God was directing me towards, you know, continuing a small group and leading a small group, because for me, I didn't have that growing up. Like I didn't start following Christ till I was in college. And so, looking back on my, you know, middle school and high school years, like how desperately I wish I would have had somebody who was a like, consistent in my life, like be able to point me to scripture or someone outside of, you know, my family, um, just having that mentor kind of in my life. I wish I would have had that myself. So just knowing that I didn't have that, I saw that as a role to, you know, go into other guys' lives and be able to be that for them. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that. Um, Aiden, so for you, it sounds, you, you've touched on this a little bit, but I, it just sounds like you guys have had some great leaders, even with them setting up expectations at the start of every semester. But what else did they, for, for 
leaders who might be listening or parents who might be listening, what what would you say that like, man, Ross, Grant, and Tate did this really well? Maybe it's a funny moment or something that they did with you guys or just some what did they do well to create a culture that that you guys wanted to show up to because correct me if i'm wrong but the times i visited small group it seems like there's 15 guys that want to be there on wednesdays is that true that's true yeah Yeah, for sure yeah they they did a great job building relationships with us and like having fun with us too that was a big part of it because that's honestly that's the fastest way into you know a young boy's heart right it's just like playing basketball with them or playing football or goofing off with them or something they did a great job of that because I feel like if they'd just been you know another adult in our lives it probably wouldn't have been the same it'd just be like you know going to class or something Mm -hmm. but they're like from the time we first met them all of them like they're they were it was clear that they were there to build a relationship with us Mm -hmm. and to you know hang out with us and to be there for us you know no matter what we were going on what was going on in our lives so they, um, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing I'd say. Yeah. Is especially even in middle school, you know, when you have to kind of be a little stricter to mm-hmm. keep the energy down because the kids can't focus, <laughs> yeah. right? They'd still spend the first hour, you know, like even playing tackle football in the yard with us. Yeah. Even though, you know, they've been at work all day, they probably don't want to. They'd rather just, <laughs> no, you know, I, sit on the couch. We want to dominate. <laughs> they want to, yeah. Or maybe they, they didn't dominate. want to. Maybe they did. <laughs> we knew we only had a few years of dominance in athletics. Yeah. And y'all yeah, all yeah. grow taller than us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an eighth grade leader right now, and I, I've told my co-leader, I was like, I think this is the last year that we can take them in anything, man. They're already starting to beat us in basketball and stuff. Um, but, Ross, for you, what did – I mean, I'm sure it'd be nice just to be like, man, it was all you and, and Grant and Tate, and y'all made this awesome for all of them. But I do know that knowing your students, mm-hmm. that they're awesome too, you know. Yeah. And so what did – for students listening to this podcast – what advice would you give them to kind of come alongside the leaders in building a culture for the small group? For sure. One thing that comes to mind is, you know, early on, we would always kind of tell them offhandedly and not real, like, in an organized way. It's like, oh, you should invite your, invite your friends to small group. Like, have them come to small group. And it wasn't like a big intentionality on our end. We just kind of said it offhandedly. But either they took it to heart or they just wanted to on their own. But they would start, most of the guys in our group now were just, they came because they were invited by somebody else. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, Watermark placing them. It wasn't anything like that. It was, they had people in the group who were going to school and saying, hey, you should come on Wednesday night. And they would come because they're already friends with this person. So they would show up and they would see, you know, the fun we were having, but also how they were able to learn about God in a different environment. It wasn't from their parents. It's not from school because they mm-hmm. all do go to a Christian school, but it's in a different way that maybe was a little bit more real than they're used to. So that was something that was huge that they did early on, like even in middle school, is just inviting their friends. So that's my encouragement to, you know, any students who are listening is like, invite that friend, like invite friends at school who, whether they're Christians or not, just like have them come and see, like tell them, Hey, yeah. come have fun on Wednesday night. We have fun and we eat snacks and we talk about the Bible. Like just come, come once and see what it's like. Uh, so that was definitely one thing. And then kind of mentioning earlier, them just taking that, that step of leadership in a sense of them leading group, you know, we would set them up with, Hey, this, this semester, this year, we want you guys to kind of take a step in leading around eighth, ninth grade. And it's grown since then to where, the preparation they come with when it comes to leading is like outstanding. Like it really sets the bar for the next group who's going to lead. Like we say, okay, you three guys are going to lead next week. Um, 
You guys decide what you're going to talk about. You guys decide how you're going to do it. It's all up to you. Like we started doing that, I think, around 11th grade. And we kind of back off at of that point. We send reminders and just remind them, hey, remember you guys are leading on Wednesday. But that's about it. And they have really stepped up to the plate when it comes to, like, research and meeting together outside a small group and preparing and coming with, like, just great lessons to lead their peers with. And I think those are the best conversations we have is when the small group boys themselves are leading each other. Mm-hmm. And us leaders, you know, are there to kind of guide the conversation. But it's really them teaching each other. So that has been a huge encouragement just seeing them grow in that way yeah yeah when you say leading like Aiden are you actually I mean you're writing the questions and sending out like what scripture you're setting yeah it's pretty awesome yeah. we had a boy who did a like a powerpoint presentation <laughs> Bruce, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce this yeah, year Bruce he did a whole like pro- presentation by himself it wasn't by no it was him and you and a couple other guys it was, was it like it was funny yeah no it was like like a it was fire it was great <laughs> like for the bible lesson yeah. like, yes. part. The camera wasn't hey. out. I wish I would at the top of my head but it was good though I remember have you led any Aiden I have mm-hmm. yeah I've led a bunch, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. I love that. I think it's okay. Like, as a leader, like, obviously, it's kind of scary doing that sometimes, like letting go of the quote-unquote control of group, but it's just knowing, that, like, hey, it may not be a great product. Like, honestly, you may have a ninth grader <laughs> and say, hey, you guys are going to lead, and they might show up and have five minutes, but I think that's just setting them up yeah. to, like, grow and, yeah. and knowing it's not about the product. It's about just being faithful and giving them the opportunity to you know, look at the Bible they're, they're themselves instead of hearing it from a leader or they can spend the time in the word themselves and really try to dig and wrestle with what God's teaching them. Yeah. Aiden, I'm sure all your products have been great. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've had nothing but good things. <laughs> oh, man. I, but tell me this. I feel like it's a almost a chicken and the egg type thing mm-hmm. where you guys as leaders created an environment. Uh, you're right. Like kids should be able to want to invite their that they should be inviting their friends and right. creating a culture that is like fun. But then it's like, man, if you as leaders make a fun culture, then they're going to invite their friends. Yeah. And, and so it is kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy, a chicken mm-hmm. and the egg where it's like both need to happen simultaneously right. for a good small group culture to form. Do you, do y'all agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I think too, like, like Aiden was saying is early on, we had that mindset of, you know, this, this ministry is, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like that's another encouragement. I think to leaders is keeping that in mind. Like if you're in it for seven years, like you may not see the change you want to see in a student or in even your entire group in a year or even two years or even three years, but knowing if you're putting in that time, kind of like I said, we were intentional early on of like, we want to obviously carve out the time for our Bible study, but we really want to like get to know them and develop relationships with them and build trust with them. So they do feel comfortable inviting Mm -hmm. friends and coming back and wanting to come back. And so spending those first few years really being mindful about how you're spending your time and how you're relating to each of the boys and how you're finding the time if possible. I know it's hard with, you know, schedules like finding whether it's during the summer or not on small group weeks or going to sporting events or whatever it is, um, being really intentional early on to do that because you know it's, it's, you know, seven years we're committing to. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. I want to you guys just share some some stories or some memories right now, man. And so the, the, my next question was like, is there is there a memory that kind of summarizes the thoughts that you guys shared here? And maybe there's a serious one and a funny one, or maybe they're all funny or all serious. But Aiden, I'll start with you. Like, is there is there a memory as you look back on your seven years of going to small group that just like summarizes what your experience has been for small group? There's definitely a lot. Um, Probably most of them center around D Town. Probably <laughs> sure. the most fun that we have. Which I've seen y'all's I've seen y'all's highlight videos. Oh, you of, did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're awesome, by the way. I love them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who edited? Did you edit? That, that? was me. Yeah. That was you. Yeah, yeah. You got some we got top of this here somehow. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I'm not sure if we <laughs> how much of this might have to be edited out in case we say something we don't want to like, encourage in a <laughs> yeah, small yeah, group. Yeah. But um, we play this game every year at D Town on Saturday night called 99. First thing oh, I wrote yeah. down. <laughs> 99. And it's a card game, and which was, is complete luck, by the way, right? Oh, yeah. it is complete yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a card game, and it was brought to us by Grant, our uh-huh. leader, right? And um, <laughs> basically, everyone writes down a dare and they put it in a bowl, and they're they're pretty bad. We yeah. Spend, we probably spent a good 15 minutes just like thinking, thinking these of, things up. And honestly, some of us are probably thinking about them like the months leading up to D Town. Yeah. And so okay. when you lose the game and there's a lot of losers, you have to drop there's from the, the bowl and yeah. do the, the consequence. And, uh, and myself and Grant Tate, we are the final say. We say, hey, yeah. we're not crossing lines. We're <laughs> yeah. keeping yeah. it safe. Give me, keeping everybody comfortable. Are, we, are, are you allowed to give me an example of. I think Badger, I know I think Badgers last year. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> John Badger, he was. Uh, he was one of the last people to lose, I think, but he had to pour a gallon of milk over his head. It was freezing. <laughs> outside, outside in the front yard. It was yeah. definitely below 30. He's outside. He's pouring a gallon of milk over his head, rolling around in the grass and dancing. While we played Despacito. While we played yeah. Everyone just danced around him. <laughs> yeah, so things like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jump so in the pool, funny. things like that, yes. you know. Make an embarrassing video to send a friend or, you know. Yes. I had to do that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I sent it to a random senior when I was a sophomore. Video (laughs) Video of me dancing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. And the leaders do it with us, too. Yeah. yeah. That's honestly... The most fun is when the leaders... I had a drink like it was like an apple cider vinegar, like Tabasco mixture. I don't know what it was. It was horrible. But I was the first one to lose last year. And I was like, all right, like, we're in it. We're doing this thing. He downed it, though. Yeah. That is so fun. But yeah, that's what, I mean, you will, I mean, I don't want to overdo it, but, and say you'll remember that for the rest of your life, but it's stuff like that, that I think, it's just fun, yeah, man. That's I think just about, funny. I think about another, like, I have some serious ones too, but another funny one is like Blake's weather facts, um, which we've gotten yeah. away from, but so Blake, Brock Meyer, shout yeah. out Blake, um, he just kind of took it upon himself to make his own bit to where at the beginning of group, as soon as we were settling in to sit down for Bible study time, I don't know, like 7th or 8th grade, he started doing this. Nobody asked him to do it. Nobody wanted him to do <laughs> this. Why it started. But he just stood up in the middle of the group and would take his phone and be like, all right, everybody, so in Temple, Texas, today it's 43 degrees and they have a 20% chance. He just started reading off facts yeah. of random cities around the world and he did this for like two years straight to where we were requesting it eventually because the boys were so excited for it and they would cheer for him and we were going nuts and it just became its own thing. Like small things like that yeah. where it's not like an intentional thing. It's just kind of its own organic thing and just leaning into it. Um that's definitely one. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you see he had some serious ones too? Or? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's all I have a lot of things written down about like just random small things, badger jumping over a fence. That was funny too. But it's you know, things like that. But yeah. obviously like on the on the serious side is for me personally is uh two things really. One is being able to participate in and be present at a number of boys' baptisms. Like Aiden, mm-hmm. I got to be part of his baptism in eighth grade. Um a couple other boys invited me to their baptism. Just seeing that and, and being able to know like there's a very small part that God has used me in, in their life. And the yeah. fact that I'm able to be there is like incredibly humbling. Um, and then just kind of like those heart to heart conversations you have, you know, either before group or after group, like whenever you have a boy afterwards say, Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? You know, like this is, this can be a conversation. It's having yeah. those conversations. Uh, or when somebody calls you during the week, like, Hey, I just need to talk to you about this thing. Um, having those conversations at D town, like those late night, just two hour conversations with someone who you haven't really gotten to connect with throughout the year. It's, it's those moments to where you can really see God moving, um, in their life. And just, mm. I don't know, over the years, it's it's really humbling to be able to see them go from truly like 11-year-old boys into like young men. And we get a front row seat as leaders to see that growth. And again, to know that God is the one who's working through us in their lives has been uh, very rewarding for me. Yeah. 
That's so awesome. Yeah. Ross, I'd be curious if, if you would would relate to this analogy at all. But mm-hmm. we uh so my wife leads um senior Pierce girls. Right. Um and and we went to I think a couple of them ran like a half marathon and we went to go watch it. And this is the first time I've ever watched like a race and I've I've ran a lot mm-hmm. of races, but I've never been like on the spectator side. And watching them, you're like you're at the start line and then you drive a little way to like mile four and then you drive to mile eight and then you drive to, you're just like mm-hmm. watching them for glimpses, you know, yeah. but it's so fun whenever you, you just stop and get to see them run by and cheer them on. And I felt like that was, and maybe that's, this is cheesy, but I felt like that's what being a small group leader was like, is like, I'm not going to be holding your hand like a parent would this right. whole time, you know? Um, and I'm not going to be running this race with you, but but you're right. There's nothing sweeter than those, like D town convos, or mm-hmm. when the student calls and is like, "Hey, can I talk to you for something?" Or pulling them aside at small group and just being like, just stopping for a second and cheering them on. So yeah, for sure. I don't know if that makes sense or yeah, if you absolutely. would add to that at all. But I mean, yeah, because we we haven't said it lately. I feel like, but there's a, a while where I had a line with the boys where it's like, "Hey, I only see you guys for an hour and a half a week. Like, I, I only have so much time with yeah. you." And so that kind of relates to the same idea of like, we only have so much time with them each week, but it is a longevity of our ministry. Yes. Like we're here for a long time, but we only get short kind of pockets of time. Yeah. So having those small moments are the ones that you kind of like watching a marathon, you don't see the whole progress, but you can see three, you can go back to like three or four moments with each boy and just think like, this is a milestone moment. And this is a milestone moment. And I got to be a part of this and I got to have this conversation. And I saw them go through this tough time and I saw how God worked them out of it. And uh, yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Aiden, Here's, here's one more question for you, man. Think back to sixth grade Aiden or ninth grade Aiden or think about the student who is maybe kind of in and out of small group. And what advice would you give to to like a younger Aiden or a younger student in our ministry who is kind of connected to small group, but maybe not fully? I would say for one, fully commit because it's probably one of the greatest aspects of community that we we mm-hmm. can have in our lives. And then two, I would say really use the leaders as a resource because they're really incredible. They've just been where we were, you know, most of them like less than 10 years ago. They just walked through everything we're walking through and they did it, you know, with a, or they, they're at least doing it now with a, a Christ-like approach hmm. and they've gained so much wisdom from all the mistakes they made, all the things they did right, you know, their years through college and their years through early adulthood and they just have a maturity, but also... Like they're not too old. Yeah. They're still really relatable. And (laughs) there's not a generation gap there. Yeah. Um, so they're yeah, it's it's an unbelievable resource for any problems that we've had over the past, you know, seven years. Yeah. That's so awesome. Uh Ross, what what advice would you give? Because like I said, I imagine that we might share this with future sixth grade leaders Mm -hmm. or even future ninth grade leaders. And so think of the new sixth grade leader, or maybe there's ninth grade leaders out here listening to this that, you know, it's starting to get starting to feel long, you know, and yeah. they've been serving for a while. What advice would you give to to younger leaders out there? Yeah, it's, it's I think, echoing what I've already said is the idea of, like, being steadfast and knowing what your role is. Like, the idea of our role as leaders, I think about 1 Corinthians uh, 3, 6 through 7, says, I planted, you know, Paul's talking, I planted, Apollo's watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Like my role as a small group leader is not to grow these boys. Like my role is to be here for them and to be an instrument for God. But I may not see that fruit. Like I mean, like I said earlier, I may not see it, 
you know, mm-hmm. this year or next year or for the next five years. But just knowing my role is not to change them. My role is to be faithful to God ultimately. And right now God has me in a place where I'm leading a small group. And hopefully if you're listening, like you're leading a small group who's maybe in sixth or seventh grade and you see a long road in front of you, you might be feeling discouraged, but know like your role is not to change anybody's heart. Your role is simply to be faithful to what God is instructing you, and that is to be faithful to him. And so just knowing your role in that sense and knowing that you don't have to change anything, you simply just need to uh, abide in him. And ultimately, again, the seed that you're planting right now may produce fruit next year, it may be next week, it may be 20 years from now, but that's not up for us to decide, which kind of takes the weight off, I think. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And well, guys, seriously, I just want to encourage you guys last time and say that it's been awesome. My three years on staff, just watching y'all show up to Shoreline and um, D-Towns and visiting your small group a couple of times over the past year. It's been super fun to watch y'all. And I'm going to be sad when you guys when you guys graduate um, in Ross when you move on, man. Yeah. Um, unless you want to run it back, dude. <laughs> like <laughs> we'll I said. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Although he might be, like you said, irrelevant. And yeah, I need that generational gap might that. be yeah, too big. Too but much. guys... Man, thank y'all for coming up here. Thank you for your time. And uh, this episode was so encouraging to me. So Awesome. Thanks, man. You bet. All right. Thank you. Hey, if uh, we will continue to post an episode every single Monday uh, for the rest of uh, this semester. And so if you like this, feel free to share it with someone. Feel free to share it with a leader or another student or a parent. And as always, leave a review and we will see you all next week.